Welcome to Own Your Truth and Rise with me, Valerie C. Thompson. I was created to encourage, inspire, and uplift. I am so grateful that you are here today to listen to this wonderful podcast. I have a special guest today by the name of Lisa Trinnell. She is awesome and amazing. She is such a phenomenal woman. But you know what? I have I can go on and on and on about her, but I'm going to let her introduce herself to you. Welcome, Lisa. How are you today? I am doing great, Valerie, and thank you for having me. Um, I appreciate all those kind words. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. They're true. You know, thank I, you. I, I appreciate that. Look, I, look, I'm in a place now. Look, I'm in a place now in my life where I'm accepting all compliments and saying thank you, thank you, thank you, and I appreciate that. Yay. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so let the world know who you are and and what you do. Well, okay. So, like you said, my name is Lisa Trinnell. Um, I am a small business owner, a mother, a sister, a daughter, a grandmother. Um, I'm a trauma survivor. I'm a Black woman. I am created. Um, my actual identity is unfolding right before my eyes. So, who I become is uh, is yet to be revealed. But um, that is who I am. Lisa Ooh, I, love, I love it. I like <laughs> what you said. Still, you know what? Still being created. Yes, I am. I'm turning. I'm. I'm. You know, my my life is on a um, what do you call it? A forward trajectory right now. I am. I'm growing. I'm healing. A lot of things are being revealed to me. Um, so my identity is changing um, so much in front of me that. I don't even recognize myself anymore. So it's really hard for me to, to just, you know, really say, who am I? I'm being, I'm being molded into someone totally different and I feel it and I see it and I'm excited about the journey. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's the beautiful part about life, right? You, as, as I listen to you talk and you're saying again, still being created, I'm growing, I'm healing, um, finding my identity because as we go grow, I would say as we go grow and flow, right? Mm-hmm. Yet God is revealing who we truly are, mm-hmm. um, and that's a beautiful thing uh, to be in that space. So right. thank you, thank you for sharing that. Now, one of the questions I ask um, on this show is, what does it mean to own your truth and rise? that's a good one so for me it's how can I put this so for me owning my truth was um embracing all of me embracing my traumas for a long time so so here's the thing I was forced to own my truth okay my for a lot of time I hid my truth um because of shame I Mm. And part of my growth and forward trajectory right now is coming from owning that truth of where I came from and how I got here and um, what those experiences um, are growing me into to this other person. So in my in my in my opinion, owning owning my truth is just embracing all of my experiences that make me that are that are, are, are creating me as as I am being created, who I'm turning into, right? Mm. It means being authentic. 
It right. means being seen. It's being. It means being heard. It means um, using my intuition. It means uh, just, just. I don't know. Just whatever it looks like. You know, whatever being authentic looks like. That means on that. That's what only my truth looks is for me right now. That's um, and so that's telling my story and. So for a long time, I wouldn't tell my story again. Like I wouldn't tell my trauma-based story, my childhood traumas. I wouldn't talk about it. Um, but internally, it's been coming out, and so that's my truth. This is who I am. This is where it came from. I lived a certain kind of way that people didn't know who I truly was. But living as a, a, a trauma survivor is my, only my truth right now. That's who I am. That's Just living as a trauma survivor and using that to help other folks and to build something new and to use those stories to help someone else get past their traumas and heal. Mm, thank you for sharing. That's so beautiful, which which leads me right into this. <laughs> As you shared, um, and so Lisa and I know, and some of you may not know though, Lisa, Lisa has shared a lot of her story, her journey, and um, in from trauma and drama to truth. And that is a book that um, I am the visionary over. Lisa is a co-author. And so I want to uh, applaud you and thank you for sharing your story. Because as you said, embracing embracing every part of you, even the the trauma. And, and so that's a big deal because when you, when, you, when you understand who you are, every part of you um, and embracing that so that you can show up in your authentic self. So, so thank you for sharing that. That is, that is beautiful. And you, you, you mentioned, you said it twice, forward tra- trajectory. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? What that means to you? Because changing the trajectory of our lives, right, and moving forward. So, it's is do you do you feel like that's based on what you believe? You know, your thoughts and also your actions is how you can walk in forward trajectory. So, so for so I was so here's the thing: I was stuck and didn't know I was stuck. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. I externally exude success right mm-hmm. on the inside tore tore up a hot mess right mm-hmm. but on the outside the average person looking at me would say oh she's successful she's this she's that she's this but on the inside i was all torn up because mm-hmm. i was living as someone else okay right. i did not acknowledge in, in writing and in, in being a co-author in this text was catalyst for this for for um because it made me go back to my childhood it made me go back to the traumas it made me it helped me outline why i was a miserable why i was unfulfilled why i was stuck right even in my even in my so-called success i was not all the way living to my full potential because you know I have a purpose and and this writing this and going back to that unleashed my purpose Mm -hmm. and so it's amazing how it's it's like an amazing journey how it went like I'm like I completely understand why I was stuck where I was I like I was stuck at a certain income bracket I was stuck um I kept Mm -hmm. you know I met I kept being in the same kind of relationships not just with romantic lovers but with people i mean it was just a cycle and i'm like this is horrible and it's going around and around and around and around in a circle and so 
you know, this opportunity showed up, you know, and I said, okay, I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to really talk about this stuff and I'm going to have to really address it. And so when I did that, it just opened up my whole mind to understand what the trauma triggers were and, and why I was doing the things that I was doing. And it's, it's just an amazing, it's been an amazing journey and it's only been a few months. It's like, I, I, I can't even get into all the things that have came up from this one thing being owning my truth and being true to who I am and not having to hide anymore. I'm still working, you know, I'm still working on it, but this just writing this text and publicly talking about um, my trauma and and what happened to me as a child and all the the different things that I've done as a result of that on top of the successes, the external successes I've had has made it open so much for me. It just opened me up so much more. So it's like, it, it, it's it's amazing. It's like almost scary. <laughs> it's, like, it's like almost scary. I'm like, this is all I had to do. I had to, this is all I could I had to do. I wasted all this time. But then I have to think about it too. I'm like, it wasn't a waste of time. It's part of the learning curve. It's all that you have to offer someone else. It's all that authenticity that you can share with someone else. You know, a lot of times we go through these different traumas and these different things and we like, why me? Why me? I know why me. Yes. No, why me? Because I have always been wired to help and serve and be a resource and, and, and God given resilience. I mean, the, the things that I've been through, the average person doesn't survive. Right. They're, they don't survive it. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, um, what am I supposed to do with all this? And then I just keep it moving. I've always asked that question over the years, but I just, I never let it um, get me down to where I just get paralyzed, right? Right. But at the same time, I made a lot of trauma-based decisions over the years. I mean, a lot. And I'm like, you know better. Why do you do this? And I couldn't understand until I went deep inside and pieced together and mapped out the trauma writing this book this is i writing writing in this book you know contributing to this book and i and i was just like oh my god this is this is why i'm doing this this is this is a direct correlation you know childhood trauma creates adult drama and then you have all this drama and all these trauma triggers and you're doing all this stuff and you don't even know why Right. You, know, you don't even know why. And, and so I've been on different platforms lately and I've been listening to other women talk about it and they, they don't, they don't, they haven't put, and I'm no expert or anything, but I'm listening to the story. Uh-huh. They, don't, they don't realize that this is from that trauma. They don't right. sit there doing this because of that trauma that they had as a child. I, right. You know, and I, I was on one platform and, and the lady said that, oh, I had a great childhood. We didn't, have, nobody was touching me. And this is what she said. She said, I had a great childhood. Nobody was touching me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had food on the table, my parents in the house, blah, blah, blah. But the trauma was, and then she talked about going to school and how the kids would tease her about mm-hmm. clothes and tease her about this and tease and tease and tease and tease and tease. So what happened is she ended up being promiscuous as mm-hmm. a young woman. Mm-hmm. And she ended up getting on drugs and she ended up doing all these things that come with the drugs, right? Right. And she ended up getting HIV and all these things happen. Mm. But she's but she did she says she had a great childhood. She doesn't realize because the stories that we were talking about were the the the, the sexual assault that the, the women had um, right. as a young person, but she didn't have that trauma. But she doesn't understand that her self-esteem was right. challenged 
as a child by them teasing her and picking at her and talking about her clothes, which right. caused her to be promiscuous, which mm-hmm. caused her to just sleep with all these different men, which caused her mm-hmm. you know, to get on drugs and, and all these other consequences. Mm-hmm. But she, did, she didn't realize that. And I wasn't there to tell her that, but I heard it. Right. I heard it. And, and we hear so much of that because people don't, they always think of trauma being something like you're getting beat up, you're being right. sexually assaulted. Um, but it's, it's other things that, that other traumas that you don't, you, you know, they think, oh, that's just childhood stuff. Oh, kids will be kids stuff. Those are traumas. Right. You know what I mean? Um, being, being taken from the parents, you know, having your, your, I have one friend, she's got her master's degree. She's never been sexually assaulted. She married her childhood sweetheart. She has severe separation anxiety because her father just up and left him one day and married another woman. Mm. And then mm, her mother did the same. Yeah, exactly. Then her mother, when they were 17, up and got married because the man didn't want kids and left them in the apartment, but she paid the bills, but she went and married another man. So both her parents just up and left her. Oh my gosh, yeah. But she yeah. has this severe separation anxiety. And so she mm-hmm. goes to relationship, relationship, like if somebody doesn't call her when they're supposed to call her, she mm-hmm. cuts them off. Because it's like, right. it's like they ran off on her. So just different scenarios like that. Right. We don't see, a lot of times we don't identify our our childhood traumas as the reason why we are how we are as adults. And then we have these trauma triggers that look different. But until you sit down or get therapy or write it out or really meditate on it or acknowledge it or, or, or talk about it, you don't see it. And we go through our whole lives. And I'm just thankful and blessed that my God was... (laughs) <laughs> has been really patient with me and really mm. um, loving with me and showing me things and not have actual harm come to me. You know, just as I unfold and grow through this whole process and just show me, this is this is what this is, you know, this is, you're going to be all right, you know? Yes. And yeah. so, like I said, all the traumas that I've experienced, I've had, probably had every trauma known to the black ex- black woman experience. It's <laughs> nothing that you can talk to me about that I haven't experienced. Mm. I, I, and it's it's crazy that I say that when I talk about it. I'm like, I, I, I did that. I went through that. I went through that. Right. I went through that. I went through that. And I'm here able to articulate and communicate and move on. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm really happy and blessed to be doing it. And I'm going to tell you, Valerie, I appreciate you. I don't know, like how we met was very <laughs> spiritual. Um, it was yeah. very divine and how all this unfolded. It's, it's like, wow. 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 Well, I appreciate you too. And I'm just going to say this, I, you know, I love you. You're my sister, right? <laughs> yep. It's God's divine planning and God's divine timing. But what you just shared I mean, you know, I, I I hear conferences, I hear books, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I see stages for you, many more, because it takes, again, it takes courage. It takes courage to go back and dig deep, because even what you shared about the different types of trauma, and even some of the people you've heard talk about trauma, right? How yeah. they, they'll say, well, they don't associate certain things with trauma, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like, well, I don't feel like I know that when we go through certain things, we disassociate, you yep. know, and, and we there's a mental block. It's like we turn that light switch off. Right. So then, you know, we repress it, right? So then at some point it comes up, but sometimes again, people don't connect the dots. Mm-hmm. So for you 
to say, oh my gosh, like I, I actually sat and I wrote and, and all these things came out and, and, and oh my God, I've been through this, I've been through that, I've been through this, I've been through that. And here I am today, alive, well and active, very productive, I'm not stuck. That is such a blessing. And so people will hear that and, and they will gain some power. They will gain some confidence because of your transparency. And it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I can't I can't thank you enough. You know, you said a whole lot. So <laughs> I hope people were taking notes. I hope people um, would even be blessed enough to reach out to you because I say each one teach one. Mm-hmm. We all have something that we can share with someone else. And that is why we went through it. So again, God already knew who you were when God created you, right? Yes. That you would, you were built to last, that you could face the temporary trials and tribulations and come out set apart and set on fire and do the things that God has called you to do. Um, and if you can share, um, I don't, I don't know, I don't think you mentioned it, but so with, with even with all of this, right, you and I have talked about even your the birth of your nonprofit because yep. of some of the things that you've been through. Yes. So the nonprofit, I have always been naturally a giver. I've been a giver um, to my detriment, right? Too much giving. Sometimes giving without boundaries. Giving to where it, giving to where it has hurt me and hurt the person that I'm giving to, right? And I, and it comes back void and came back nasty. Like, you know, you, you go out and you think you're helping someone and you're just giving, giving your resources, your finances, your, 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 your mom, you're just giving because you, you're, you're a, na- I'm a natural giver because I want to see others on the same page as me, right? Mm-hmm. Family, close friends strangers, whoever, just give, 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 give to my own detriment, right? Just doing too much. And then it comes back void. And I'm like, why is this coming back void like this? And this, this happened recently to me three times in a row. And it's all during this, all this stuff unfolded at the same time with this writing in this book, acknowledging my trauma, figuring out what my purpose is and finding my passion, right? Right. My purpose um, ignited my passion. Um, My purpose helped me identify my passion that was already there my passion was always to to be a resource right naturally you know i've always been that person writing this helped me identify you can do this but you need to set boundaries with it you can do this you can help people but you have to set boundaries you have to structure it and so that's where the nonprofit came in. And I'm like, I, I'm a pro, I'm an entrepreneur, entrepreneur. So everything I touch has to have a profit to it. Yes. Right. So I'm like, a nonprofit. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm about the bag, you know, it's like, wait, if I put my what? You want me to do what? Okay. So I I I I I I, I entertained it. I entertained it and then it, and I understood it. I said, I see it now. So no more giving away anything unless it's out through my nonprofit. No more, the the nonprofit is the boundaries. And what that looks like is this. My nonprofit is to support women of color, specifically black African-American women who have experienced 
the same traumas that I have and have found themselves, you know, in a financial situation to as where as they dropped out of high school. They're single parents. Um, they're recovering from a drug addiction. They're coming out of a domestic violence um, situation. They're having um, issues because of the childhood trauma, whatever it is, right? All of those things that I experienced is my blueprint, okay? Yes. So for me, real estate is my profession, but it's not my passion. I make good money. I do very well, but that is not my passion. I'm very good at it. You know, it's profitable, but it's not my passion. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? So it will be the fuel to fund my passion project, which is the name of my nonprofit. It's called the passion project. Love it. And so I will have educational fund for women who dropped out of high school or who need to go and get a job or a career. So if they want to get into the field and specifically in the field of real estate or business or finance, I will help with tuition, um, books, um, mentoring, um, anything that relates to getting that education so that they can get into the field of real estate, right? Uh It can be a mortgage broker, uh, appraiser, real estate agent, real estate broker, home inspector, licensed contractor, escrow officer, notary signing agent these there's about 10 different jobs that they can do in the field of real estate that can tr- uh, push them into six figures within six to 12 months mm. right is is a lot right so that's one part of the fund the second part of the fund is to assist you have the woman that had to go to the shelter um she had to leave her house she had to, she she needs to get out of this situation but the abuser is the primary breadwinner right Yes. She has to go to the shelter. She, she she doesn't have a job. She doesn't have any income. She doesn't have what the, the needs that she needs to get herself on her feet and be able to leave the situation. So she would go to the shelter. Somebody would refer her. This is my vision. She would go to the shelter. She'd get referred to me. I need to get into a place. I just got a job at, I don't know, a fast food restaurant. I'm trying to go back to school. I need daycare. Whatever it is she needs. She needs right. help paying her daycare. She can't get a job because she ain't got daycare. The waiting lists are long. Okay, let's pay for your daycare for 12 months while you look for a job and get a job. Let's, okay, you got daycare. Let's pay for your, um, let's pay for you, your deposit to get you into a place. Yes. You need, that's the next step. You got a job. You got the daycare. You're living in a hotel. You're living in a shelter. You need to get out of there. Here's the money to get yourself into a place. And we can pay half your rent for 12 months. Those kind of different things. It's, it'll be a case-by-case scenario. But those are the things that I went through myself. So I know what that looks like, right? I was in the homeless shelter. I was in the hotels, paying the hotel and trying to work and pay daycare and save money for a deposit and get out of the hotel. I lived, I was homeless for four years. And I was like, how is this supposed to work? I can't, right. you know what I mean? And at the time I was, I didn't have the tools to go to these programs and here and there. I didn't know about all that stuff. You know, I didn't know how to do all of that. So I had to learn it on my own. I had to come up with it. But what would have been easy for me if there was just a program to say, here's the money, you got a job, this and that. So I figured it out, right? So I want to provide that. And then another part of it is at some point, I don't have the funding for that yet, but for that woman that's went through all those steps, right? And now she's in her apartment. She's making good money because this is me. The picture is me. Right. She did all that. I went from the, the shelters 
to the hotel, from the hotel to the apartment, from the apartment to buying a house when I was 28 years old. 25, I was homeless, on the streets, on drugs. 28, I bought my first property. Wow. 28, from the ages of, from the age of 21 to 25, I was living, I was on drugs, four kids, living in shelters, living on the bus, living in the street, living in hotels, doing all this. 25, I had a you know another traumatic experience and then dealt with that for the two three years got into an apartment got a job got a car all that and then yes. at 28 i bought a property three years later so wow. i knew it was possible i had the blueprint to do it right and i had four kids and i was a single high school dropout all that so you know it, it's a lot to my story that's why i said i have a lot to offer Yes. So the, the women that I come across the, and, and it's a whole bunch of us out there that just don't know they don't have the framework and I had it I have the blueprint okay oh my so the last part of it is I want to offer you know okay now you got your credit good we did all that we did all this work and it's not like here's the money go do this there's 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 training and counseling and support so right. that you're successful to go with it. So I skipped all that part, but there's a whole framework. There's things that they have to do and participate mm -hmm. in to do these things. I'm not going to just be like, here's the money. Right. <laughs> you know, it doesn't work like that because it's more to it. You won't be successful. You'll be setting folks up to, you know. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But the last part of it is, okay, now you're ready to buy a house. You don't have your money for your closing costs. Um, here's a program that pays for that. Here's some money towards your down payment. Um, here's some money to buy your furniture. Here's, we're going to pay for your home warranty for you for one year. So we make sure you don't have to worry about repairs. You know, all these different little pieces that I know about. It's a lot, mm. a lot of support. And so I just donated, um, I, I just gave one of my properties. I just um, deeded one of my properties to the nonprofit. And wow. so because I, I, I'm learning this as I go because it just came to me. So I don't know about like fundraising and this and that, but right. I have some resources of my own. So at this point, I'm just using what I got. I'm, I'm starting from where I am. I'm using what I got. So I gave one of my properties to the nonprofit. That property brings in about $12,000 a year mm -hmm. um, after expenses. So I figured $12,000, even if I just help one yeah. family, if I help one woman, with the 12,000 year, I'm making a difference. And at that point, I figure it'll grow from there, you know? Yeah, so it will. It'll grow from there. And, you know, I'll learn how to, I'll find a grant writer. I'll find somebody that can help with fundraising. I'll go out to different programs and tell my story. And, you know, at, at some point I'll grow it. It's a little baby right now. It's just a baby, right? Mm. And so what I've started doing now is I do a lot of consultations with folks. A lot of people just call me and I've been doing it for free because that's just what I do. People will call yeah. me, people will refer folks to me. They'll have these issues um, and I will help them. So now yes. what I'm doing is asking them to give a donation to the nonprofit in any amount. So my consultations, when people have problems with real estate, for instance, I have one lady she's going through a situation where her and her long-term boyfriend bought a property he started beating her up and she mm. you know, doing all these things and so they have this property together and right. she didn't know how to deal with it and what to do so i've been working with her helping her get through this whole situation we're kind of at the end of it now and i was like she was like well what do i pay you or how do i do it i said well you can do is you can donate to my nonprofit, any amount whatever you choose whatever is comfortable for you. I don't have a specific dollar amount, whatever you give, it will help. 
right? Right. He was like, okay, and I'll I'll pass the word on. So I'm doing things like that. So now my consultations um, that I used to charge for, the ones that I used to charge for, the the free consultations. Now I just ask for a donation. So I'm just and, and, and once we start promoting the book and and all that stuff and and get out there, I plan to use the proceeds from the book to also pay, you know, to go into that pool to help more women and the the nonprofit will also buy more properties. Um, and that will help, you know, I could, you know, every time I get some money on my own, I'll buy some, uh, more properties and that's right. a, another way to, um, also have, um, funding for the, for the, for the property, for the, right. for the nonprofit. So I have a lot. So all of this came from <laughs> me owning my truth. This oh is just gosh. within the last, you know what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. just came from, it, it was, it, it, this now I know, like I said, my purpose came, my passion has been structured, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, this is beautiful. You know? This is what it's about. Yes. Um, and so I know why I'm here. What yes. I'm here in my real estate business, it, it's, it has purpose now, like other than just generating the bag and getting right. the money. Because right. I'm like, okay, okay, I can take trips and I can do right. this and I can work two days a week. Okay, what else I'm supposed to do? Like, <laughs> what else I'm supposed to be doing? Not that I'm rich or anything. I'm, I'm, I'm very well. You know, take. I'm, I can take care of myself. I'm okay, right? You're comfortable, and exactly. You very enough. comfortable, exactly. You, but, you have enough to give, and this exactly. is what it's about. Um, I, and again, thank you for that awesome share. Everything that you have said, like I'm, I am super duper super excited for yes. you. I'm excited to be connected to you. I'm excited for every man and woman. I'm just going to throw men in there too. Yes. I'm excited for everyone that's connected to you. Mm-hmm. And so as we get ready to approach the end of the podcast, mm-hmm. um, and there's, and again, so, so three things, I want you to, to, to give us three positive words and then share where people can um, reach you, you know, share your, share your, um, your links and your website or whatever you need to share email so that people can be in contact with you. Three positive words. My favorite quote is from Zig Ziglar. Okay. It's not where you start. Wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. You know, I'm an older person now. I gotta, I gotta read it. <laughs> right. This is my I'm, favorite. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I yes, my that. favorite quote. This is this, this is my favorite quote. And there's two he has. Okay. Because they, I wrote them in the book. The first one is, I have too many flaws to be perfect, but I have too many blessings to be ungrateful. Start where you are. Use what you have, right? Those that's my message. Start where you are and use what you have. The second one is it's not where you start, but where you finish that counts. I started at the bottom and now I'm here. Mm, like the song. Exactly. It's not start where you, from the bottom now I'm here. Exactly. It's not where you start, it's where you're here. So I'm gonna give you a scenario. People go to college, they go to the four-year college, right? You got a C student and you got an A student, but they both graduate and they both walk across that stage. So it's not where you start and they both get that degree. So it's not where you start, it's where you finish. And what you do with the degree after that, that's on you, right? You got it. So you can't, you know what I mean? So you got to, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. That's good. That's good. Thank you. And now can you leave us your... How can people contact you? Lisa Trinnell. You can find me on all the social media platforms and just look for Lisa Trinnell. My email is lisajagent at gmail.com. My phone number 
is 510-375-4791. And my office is in Oakland, 5333 Foothill Boulevard, Oakland, California, 94601. Thank you so much. You find me, and I'm here to help. So um, <laughs> I'm ready. Just send me what you got. And and like I said, we're we're working on getting the funding for the nonprofit and getting everything in place. We'll we'll. I've already started using. You can come to me because I probably have a resource and I can figure it out. But as far as the bigger ticket things, I probably won't be. Um, but I'm willing to take names and things like that. But I probably won't start with that until about June or July. That's when all of the legalities with the properties being transferred over to the, the nonprofit will be complete. And yeah. well, we yeah. thank you. I thank you, Lisa. I thank you, and I thank God for all of the the resources. I thank God for um, everything that you touch. As they say, turns to gold. I thank God. <laughs> for abundance and prosperity and like i said again resources from the north the south the east and the west and just just by doing this the the, the many people the plethora of people that will be blessed that will be touched yeah. so i know your phone is probably already ringing off the hook but it's going <laughs> to continue to do that people are going to continue to reach out because again everything that you shared i'm telling you was 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 more than amazing so thank you for your transparency thank you for everything that you do and i appreciate you saying yes to your truth owning your truth and rising god has so much more again my name is valerie c thompson i was created to encourage inspire and uplift thank you again to my special guest lisa trinnell again we are all here we were all created to move in purpose on purpose for God's huge purpose. I will see you next time. Bye. Thank Lisa. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye.